Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, <clears throat> this is Dr. Eric Tangumonkan with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them. Develop this potential and deploy it. That is the purpose of this YouTube channel, to inspire you, to equip you, to motivate you to become all you were created to be. We believe that all men and women are created equal in the likeness, in the image and likeness of God. And that none is superior or inferior to the other. I'm talking about racism, all forms of discrimination, hatred, feelings of inferiority, feelings of superiority. I'm not here to settle any scores. I'm bringing a message of hope and to declare that together we can defeat racism, ethnocentrism, tribalism, and any other isms that are making us not to live together in harmony. Do me a favor that just three things I, I want from you Three things I'm asking of you. If you're watching this today or listening via the IEM Approach podcast, do me a favor. Share this broadcast. Invite other people to join us. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and grab your own copy of Racism, Where Is Your Sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. This book, it's going to give you a 360 degree view of this issue. And you may be wondering, why bother about this topic? I wrote the book because I wasn't born and raised in the United States of America. And I bring a unique perspective to this debate that is going on about race related issues and what i want to say and i will say it again and again is that race issues are not unique to the united states of america race issues are not unique when you have people of darker skin and those of lighter skin or pinkish skin or whatever color you want to use, interacting together. The broadly accepted term is white and black. However, I have the opinion that the white and the black is an arbitrary divide, has no basis. Well, most people are used to white and black. The animosities between people 
It's not uniquely something restricted to white and black interaction, as we're going to see. Get a copy of the book, read it carefully, reflectively, and let's have a constructive com conversation. There is opportunity for deep discounts if you want to order more than one copy. Reach out to me, 214-908-3963 or eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com. Eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com. Bring in a message of hope. And this is not going to sit well with some people. I've already been called names such as Uncle Tom, a sellout. And based upon the definition of racism that is very prevalent these days, as we're going to see, some have already accused me of being a racist. Yes, some have accused me of being a racist. And some have accused me of black privilege. Some have accused me of black privilege. How dare me say that there is hope? How dare me say that we can heal and move forward? How dare me say that forgiveness is possible? How dare me say that it's one human race? How dare me say that all lives matter? How dare me say that we are children of one God? How dare me say that we were created by one God? How dare me say that we are all human? None is superior and none is inferior. How dare me say that we can get along? How dare me say that there is hope? Yes, I've been accused of black privilege. Whatever that means. According to these people, I'm speaking because I have everything going good for me. According to these people, I'm speaking because I have zero issues in my life. I'm speaking because I've turned a blind eye to the suffering and misery of the masses. I'm speaking because I don't care. Is that really the case? I care enough to have written a book. I care enough to talk about these issues. And you may be wondering, what has this got to do with my professional life? Let me tell you, it has a lot to do with your professional life. If you are working in a team and the other team members think you are inferior in any way and they don't like your ideas, that is a dysfunctional team right there. And how much amount of money are companies in the United States and globally losing because people are working in teams and some of the team members look down on the other ones and refuse to take their ideas seriously. How much money is costing businesses? Because people, when they get together to interact, they don't get along. You have to learn to get along. And I've been trying to lay down a case for why we are having difficulties getting along. I said, when God created us, yes, I believe that we were created. I believe that we are not the result of some cosmic accident. We are not here by chance per se. 
We have been fearfully and wonderfully made. We are created by our creator. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal with inalienable right. Endowed by the creator. You have been created. I have been created. And there is a purpose. That is what makes life exciting. Because we are here to accomplish a purpose. We are not just here to pass our DNA to the next generation. We are not just here to survive. It is not just about survival of the fittest. Each and every one of us, irrespective of their height, irrespective of the continent they were born on, irrespective of the color of their skin, is wonderfully, fearfully made, created for a purpose. And we're all here at this particular time because there is an assignment for each and every one of us that only us can carry out that assignment. I am doing my own assignment. I have been called to inspire, to equip and motivate people to discover God's potential in them, develop that potential and deploy it. That is my mission. That is what I am doing. That's why I'm having this conversation. It's not for political gain. I'm not representing any party. Nobody sent me to do this. I'm doing this because I was sent at this particular time because the world needs to hear what I have to say. I want to thank you so much for listening. Don't get distracted. Let's stay focused as I unpack that which I have for us today. We cannot allow those who are stoking flames of division and insisting that we stay in the place of hurt to win. We cannot allow those who are insisting we cannot change to win. When somebody says that racism is in the DNA of the United States of America, that is a very unfortunate statement. Racism, discrimination, hate is in the DNA of every human being. And that is why, as you are going to see, everywhere you have humans interacting with one another, you have problems. And I have come up with a baseline. That baseline is this. When God created us, there was harmony between us and God. We all got along. Adam got along with his wife until they allowed their senses to be corrupted. An instruction was given, don't eat of the fruit of good and evil. Don't eat it. Eve decided to listen to the serpent. She decided to listen to the devil. Then she, she used her eyes to see the fruit and just imagine how good it was to eat, how delicious the fruit was going to be. Then when she thought about the idea that she was going to be like God, 
She could not resist the temptation. She took up the food and ate it and gave some to Adam. Bam! Death and destruction and anarchy and chaos was ushered in because of this original sin. From that point forward, mankind became separated from God. But thanks be to God that Christ came and laid down his life to bridge the gap between us and God. And that is where our hope is, at the foot of the cross. We need to get back to God, get reconciled with him, so we can get reconciled with one another. In my last broadcast, I belabored the point that invoking racism to explain why people hate each other, don't treat each other right, don't pay each other equally is not a good enough reason. Racism is a smoke screen. We should stop hiding behind it. What is actually happening is that people have sinned. People are wicked. The heart of man, as the prophet Jeremiah says, is desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart of man is desperately wicked. And all what we are seeing is a manifestation of wickedness. It's a manifestation of evil. We need to go to the root. Don't stop at racism. See beyond it if you want a lasting solution. We've defined racism. We've defined ethnocentrism. We've defined tribalism. Today, I am going to be wrapping up these definitions and making a suggestion that we need to come up with a new term to describe the animosity, the divisions, the infighting, the hatred that is going on between human beings. Using racism the way we're using it right now is not good enough because the problem is deeper, is deeper than the color of people's skin. And I'm saying this because all humans bleed when cut. All humans bleed blood, red blood when cut. No matter the continent, no matter where you find them, as long as you are a human being, if you are cut, blood will flow out. And the color of that blood is red. That is why discrimination, no matter who does it and where it is done, any form of discrimination, be it be among Caucasians, be it among Africans, be it among Asians, any form of discrimination between human beings, no matter whether discrimination takes place, is equally painful. In my last broadcast, I lamented over the killings that are going on in my country of birth, Cameroon, right now. And the root cause of it is what? Discrimination, unequal treatment of each other. It's painful. People are dying because of that. And that is why the United States of America is not unique in that when human beings get congregate together, they fight, 
They don't get along. Not because of the skin color. Because the heart of man is desperately wicked. You must have heard about the 100 the 100 year war between France and Britain. Were they fighting because their skin colors were different? No. You must have heard about the First World War and the Second World War. Were the European countries fighting with each other and that led to the death of millions of people because their skin color was different? No. Did Napoleon conquer Europe because the skin colors were different? No. The heart of man is desperately wicked. All of us, including you, has the propensity to take advantage of other people if the opportunity is given. And that is why we need to guard our hearts. We need to guard our hearts. If you don't do it, if given the opportunity, you are going to take advantage of other people. Have you ever heard this shocking revelation? That when the slaves in America were sent to Sierra Leone and Liberia, when they were freed here and ferried back to Africa, they enslaved fellow Africans. Have you ever heard that? These were former slaves. They went back to Africa and enslaved the so-called natives. Yeah, they had learned the ways of the West. They were not sophisticated. They saw themselves to, be, to belong to another class. And some of the upheavers we've had in Liberia and Sierra Leone, when you trace it, it goes back to this unfortunate chapter in their history. Because the slaves that were freed from, Africa, from, from the United States and went back to Africa, they now concentrated power and control, and kept it for a very long time before the likes of Samodo and other people tried to grab that power back by force. And it led to a lot of killings. The issue is not black and white. It is not. It's the wickedness in the heart of people who've been fighting. Oh, let's give the blacks a chance. Sure, look at all the cities that are having black mayors and tell me how those cities are faring. Look at the killings in Chicago every week. You look at them and tell me what is going on, the black on black crime, the white on white crime. It's the heart of man that is desperately wicked and we are afraid to point to it. We hide behind racism. We hide behind this, we hide behind that. That is not the problem. The problem is with the heart, an unregenerated heart. It's wicked. You tell me how Paul Pot and his gang murdered fellow Cambodians in large numbers. You tell me how Stanley killed millions of his own people. You tell me. Was it because of their skin color? Really? You tell me. The six million Jews that Hitler and the Nazis eliminated, and all the other people, the Jehovah's Witnesses, the gypsies, the handicaps, those that had disabilities, 
You tell me. Did it have anything to do with skin color? Did it? No, it did not. It's wickedness, it's greed, it's selfishness, ungodliness in the hearts of people manifesting. And we now hide behind racism. That's why we're not able to solve the problem of racism because the issue is not racism. The issue is wickedness in the hearts of people. And that is why it's time for people to repent. To repent. To repent from their wicked ways. We looked at the definition of tribalism, which I said is a bogus term. We need to drop it. We look at the definition of ethnocentrism. We look at the definition of racism. Now, if there is one human race, racism itself is another bogus term. We need to drop it. Now, we're left with ethnocentrism. When you look at ethnocentrism, the idea is that my ethnic group is superior to yours. Under what basis, I don't know. So we are zooming into the connectivity between ethnocentrism, racism, and tribalism. The bottom line is that all these isms bring discrimination, they bring Hatred, they bring separation. And now we're going to figure out what is the way forward? How can we get rid of this malaise? Unfortunately, unfortunately, words no longer mean what they originally meant. This is an unfortunate reality and it makes it difficult to have a meaningful conversation and come up with solutions. Each time you think you've nailed down the problem, the meaning of the word is changed into something else. Take the case of racism. The word racism the way it is being used by some in the United States of America right now is synonymous with being a member of the Republican, Republican Party. The term has been expanded to include anybody that voted for President Trump and also those who did not vote for him but have any slight inclination to support any of his policies. Is this the new definition of racism? Is this a new definition of racism that if you are Republican, you are racist? If you voted for President Trump, you are racist? Even if you did not vote for President Trump, but you have any slightest inclination to support any of his policies, if you say anything good, if you mention the name of President Trump, you are racist, then I stand here accused. Yeah, I'm a racist based upon a new definition. And that's what I say, it's not about skin color. It is not. It's something entirely different. And, 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 and let's get into the root of it. So what is racism? What is racism? There is only one human race. Why do we keep shouting racism, racism, when there is one human race? There is one human race. 
There is one human race, one human race. We are all homo sapiens, homo sapiens. And all the social constructs to divide and rule and bring in divisions and confusion among, among us, we are going to stand up and say enough is enough and say no to it, no to it. We are one, different, yes. Some superior, some inferior, no. We have different gifts, different abilities, the color of somebody's skin, as we're going to be listening to our next broadcast, does not define the content of their character. You can take that to the bank. Nobody is defined, nobody is defined by how they look. It was said more than 2,000 years ago, that which goes into our mouth does not condemn us. It is that which comes out that condemns us. In other words, the external don't count. What counts is the internal. Who are you? What are you doing here? Where are you going? How do you, do, do, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? We cannot allow other people's expectations to become our reality. Don't get me wrong. Listen and listen carefully and attentively. Don't turn me off. We must have this conversation. It's painful. It's difficult. However, the only way forward is for us to have a frank talk. If not, we'll keep walking in blindness, we'll keep walking in darkness, and we'll keep fighting, killing each other for no good reason. While it is understood that the United States of America has a history filled with a lot of abuse of the African-Americans because of hate, prejudices, and all sorts of discrimination and maltreatment, it will be limited, limiting to forget that the country has residents that originally came from every nation under the sun. We cannot discuss race relationships in America right now in this day and age without including all other humans that are living in the United States of America. I wrote this book because I wanted to highlight that fact. We too are Americans. We who have just arrived now, we belong to this country. Our voice has to be heard. Our point of view has to be integrated in the bigger discussion concerning our country. None is more American more than the other. We are all Americans. And it is high time. We wake up to the realization that there are other people here. There are other voices. You are not going to drown out our voices. We also belong to the country. It's also our country. Yes, some are born, some are naturalized. Either way, we belong to the country. We are in this together. And it's highest time. We stop just focusing on what has happened in the past. I'm not saying that we should forget it. I'm not saying that there was anything right about it. I'm not saying that it can be justified in any way, shape, or form. But we cannot move forward if we refuse to recognize that people from every nation under the sun are now living here and are part of this country. We have to open up the discussion. We must. And that is why part of what I'm pushing at is the fact that discrimination, hatred, prejudices, prejudices, 
maltreatment is not limited to the United States of America. It's a global problem. Everywhere human beings are bound, you are going to find this manifestation of evil among people. I'm not trying to look at the, 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 the degrees. What I'm focusing on is the fact that if we just focus on the past alone, we'll never, never move forward. We are not going to deny what happened in the past and it's still happening. But we should not allow the past to prevent us from, move, from paving a new path that will liberate society from the clutches of racism. From this point forward, racism is going to be used as a broad term that explains all the unfavorable interactions between all human beings. Racism is going to be expounded since we like the word racism a lot. I'm, I'm of the opinion that we should coin a new word. For now, racism, when I use it going forward, is not just talking about black and white interaction. It's not just about interaction between Caucasians and Africans. It's not talking about interaction between Caucasians and Asians. When I use the word racism, I mean all the unfavorable interactions, the hate, the discrimination, the greed, the selfishness that manifests itself when people get together, no matter the color of their skin. Tomorrow, I will, I will dive deep into color. We're going to talk color tomorrow and see how it, it is foolishness of the highest category to use color to classify people. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So all the unfavorable, unfavorable, unfavorable interactions between humans, let's call that racism for the time being. Maybe a new word needs to be coined to describe the feeling of superiority that other people have towards their fellow humans, okay? We're talking about wherever you have human beings interacting. I remember when I was a kid, and my dad was moved from uh, my ethnic group to go teach in another ethnic group. And these people looked down on us. We were all Cameroonians. But since we didn't speak like them, we, our customs were different. We didn't dress like them. They considered us. They had, they, they had words that they used in describing us as primitive, uncivilized un 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 people. You want to go to India with a caste system? Tell me where you have human beings interacting and people are not using. Maybe their money and their power or their education, whatever it is, to rule, subdue, and discriminate against other humans. You show me any society that that is not happening. This idea, so while maybe a new term needs to be coined to describe the feeling of superiority that other people have towards their fellow humans, especially when this feeling is expressed in undesirable ways that cause harm to other people. 
I need to be superior. I don't know why some people, need, some people have the need to feel superior. And when you feel superior and that leads you to mistreat other people, mistreat them, enslave them, or whatever you do to them, we have to address that. And this can be emotional, physical, economic, or psychological harm. While one would assume that based on all the research that refutes the division of the human race into different races, this idea that there are different human races is still prevalent, maybe because of ignorance, for lack of a better term, right? There's one human race, one human race, one human race. This is obviously a common trait among all humans, the desire to take advantage of others, and to feel that one is superior to other people. It's a common trait. No matter the color of somebody's skin, people feel like that. People that are of dark pigmentation, skin, the same. You've had a lot of civil wars in Africa, and they look the same, but they fight each other all the time. We hope that more and more people will realize that there is one human race. One race, the human race. We also know that the human race is flawed because of what our first ancestors, Adam and Eve, did. They disobeyed God, and this unleashed a circle of death and destruction that has been with us since then. That is the problem. The human race is flawed. We are not just good when we are born. We are born flawed. And this flawedness is being manifested in the hatred, the greed, the selfishness, and taking advantage of each other. Therefore, trying to understand racial relationships or interactions between different people without factoring in the propensity for any one of us to succumb to treating others in ways that are not kind is refusing the obvious reality that can lead us to a better and more permanent solution. It's not a white or black issue. It is not a white or black issue. It is an issue of the heart. It can manifest itself in ethnocentrism. It can manifest itself in tribalism. It can manifest itself in racism. And that is why for us to come up with a permanent solution, we have to go past the smoke screens. If you think being greedy, selfish, and not paying your workers well is driven by the fact that they have a different, a different skin color, please write a comment. Justify that to me. If you think lynching, killing people, unjustly is because they look different from you. If you think that is what the problem really is, please make a comment. Justify it. Let me see how that is justifiable. It is not. The issue is deeper. It's wickedness. It's wickedness in the hearts of people. Let's stop hiding behind racism. Let's stop hiding behind ethnocentrism. Let's stop hiding behind tribalism. None is superior. None is inferior. Is that too difficult to understand?
A lot of ink has been spilled talking about racism. Unfortunately, it's a smokescreen. What is actually happening is that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? There is a way that seems right unto man, but the end is destruction. We have to go back to ground zero, to the baseline. We are created in the image and likeness of God. We are all equal. And whoever decides to dehumanize, distort the image of God in other people and treat them in an inhumane way, you are evil. You are manifesting evil. You've allowed the enemy to use you to oppose that which God is doing. Let's stop justifying it. Racism never makes somebody take a gun and shoot another one. It's not his hatred in the heart. Ethnocentrism doesn't make you commit evil. It's, it's, it, 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 it is a fallen nature that is in you. It's high time to repent. It's high time to go to the foot of the cross. Ask for forgiveness. Ask Jesus to come into your heart to change you and transform you so that the distortion of your physical senses that the original sin caused is going to be fixed. So when you see people, you see them as children of God. You don't judge them by the color of their skin. You learn to do righteous judgment that is that of judging by the content of their character because that is what truly matters, not the color of the skin. How dare we? How dare we dehumanize other people? How dare we look down on other people? How dare we? How dare we mistreat people because of the natural protection that God gave them? How dare we do that? And we justify it. It's time to repent. It's time to repent from our evil ways and turn to God. We'll be healed and we'll learn to love his children the way it's supposed to be. I want to thank you so much for listening today. Share this content. Subscribe to my channel. If you disagree with what I'm saying, so be it. Let me see your comments. It's a marketplace of ideas. If you haven't read the book, please do. It's going to help you. It's only the truth that will set you free. And one of the deepest truths is that you have been created in the image and likeness of God. Start from there. Start from there. And stop waiting for other people to validate you. And stop waiting for other people to make you human. Because you already are. You already are. We are all human. We don't need another person to make us equal. We are equal already. You need to believe that and manifest it. Thank you. God bless you.